With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grease. We continue with Sheriff Eric Sampson in this morning. Fired up as always. Good morning, Sheriff. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing very good. You know, I got to tell you, the SUV that you got, remember you came in last year and you're like, you know, it's got this. And you told me about all the labels and the stickers on the side. That thing has gotten me millions of times where I'm like, oh, that's just, oh, no, that's a sheriff's truck. I'm like, that thing is, that thing is slick. Yeah. And we, I, tr- we, I try to have a good eye out for these things, you know. Just oh, to, I was there one day when, you know, uh, before I uh, corrected my driving habits where I had to keep an eye out. But uh, eventually you'll grow up, I think, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll it see happens what to happens. all of us. We'll you know? see. You know, you do what you can. Um, you know, it, it, I see all the time folks you know bobbing and weaving in in the uh, in the street you know kind of going from the from the white line to the yellow line maybe a little bit more over to the white line and riding in the white line and you know i don't know if they're just trying to check their suspension to see if the when they cut those grooves in to warn you that you're on the sideline like they they like the feel i don't know what it is but um and i also see all these things about you know don't text and drive don't text and drive has the, the marketing stuff and everything for the don't text and drive, has it helped? Or you, are you seeing an increase in texting I, and driving? I, I believe we're seeing an increase. It's almost like since it's become law, it's become a challenge. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I remember driving through towns and you'd see people pulled over on the side of the road prior to the law. And, hey, is every, you'd check on them. Everything okay? Broke down? Do you need anything? And people were sitting on the side of the road texting. Uh, nowadays, we're noticing an increase. Uh, I think you're get, dealing with generations that are brought up with technology. So they're getting their licenses, they're getting their cars, as they're gaining experience, they're gaining confidence. Um, it's more readily available. Uh, as far as everybody's got a phone nowadays, I think I read an article where in the schools, it's starting in like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, majority of students come to school with technology. So what we're seeing is where before, you know, it used to be speed, alcohol, kill, behind the wheel. I think texting is, uh, the, the, you know, part of the big three now. And we're seeing an increase during the day. At night, it's, you know, leading to people getting pulled over. Sometimes you find out other things. Um, and it's just amazing that you'll see how much people will risk not only, you know, their lives, but other people's lives, whether it's alcohol-related, speeding, or texting, or, unfortunately, a combination of the three. But... Uh, um, all are consistent or on the rise. I think texting's a new one um, where we're seeing the negative consequences of that. I mean, you, I, I'm sure you pay attention to social media where most police departments, sheriff's offices, or even the state police have uh, Facebook pages. We don't typically broadcast accidents um, on there unless there's you know traffic concerns. But um, I was reading through the state police's this weekend, and uh, they had a number that were related to speed, alcohol, or texting. Uh, you know, they call it distracted driving. Yeah, that that really sums it up, though, with, with the three, that's for sure. So basically, folks, stop texting and driving. That would be the, the big takeaway from yes. this. And if this was like, you know, mid-90s NBC in the morning, there'd be a more you know thing and a star would go by, you know. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, and, and there's a saying I like where let's not meet by accident. And, right. And I prefer not to meet that way. You know? that's, that's usually the... Uh, 
that's the best way not to meet uh, typically. And, and right now is a big concern with school coming back in. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, uh, I saw actually an ad where a child got hit um, in a school crossing. So when you look at we increase traffic enforcement around the schools this time of year to people get adjusted to the school speed limits, uh, you know, in the back of your mind with this new texting widespread, you're concerned that not only people are going to fly through school zones, and uh, which is, a, you know, not a good practice, but if they're texting distracted like that, uh, it just adds to the concerns of school safety. And I'm sure the bus drivers is well out on alert and looking out for it. And it's... Uh, you know, you already have people stop passing stop school buses. You throw this in there, and it's just not a healthy combination at all. We are talking with Sheriff Eric Sampson. We will have more with him coming up. 715, 63 degrees, Maine's Big Z. 7 throughout the region. In fact, you can take us all the way to Freiburg, right, Sheriff Sampson? Yeah. I heard you in Freiburg at a soccer game on the See? way back, actually, See? in my travels. See, there you go. Now you know. Now you know. It, Crisp it and clear up. and, you know, enjoyable music. I, I made the trip worthwhile. See, there you go. Wow. <laughs> this has not been paid for or endorsed by the stations of Gleason Media. No. Sheriff Eric Sampson continues with us now. Um, we were just talking about texting and driving and watching out for kids now that school's in. So please make sure you do that. Um, a budget begins tomorrow night. What's uh, what's going on there? Well, uh, that always seems to be a fun time around it, it, your parts. It is. Yeah. You know, we uh, we prepared a budget. We looked at what we needed: capital issues, staffing, and uh, uh, of course, we felt really good about what we had prepared. And then we met with the county administrator, and uh, he said, "You know, it looks good. Everything makes sense." And then we got the percentage of increase introduced into it, and we're kind of thinking we might need to revisit what we're <laughs> what our initial request is going to be. So. That'll go on tomorrow. Um, uh, it's gonna. It, it's the new new process with the new uh, county administrator in place. And well, he's not new anymore. It's been roughly a year. But it's the first time going through the process. My second time going through the process. But it'll be the first time with the county administrator presenting to the uh, county commissioners. Um, so it'll be interesting from there to go to the budget committee. I'm sure you've read about them in the paper and um, how our process works. But tomorrow's the. Uh, you know, first meeting with the commissioners, given the budget presentation. Um, you, overall, we're trying to uh, be considerate of the costs on the taxpayers, but also identify and um, address needs for the department. Now, jail funding, what what goes into that now? I well, mean, it seems like the formula changes every year. It, it does. As you're well aware, at one time it was all under county. A decade ago, the state takes over, formed the BOC, and now that's been dissolved. Uh, control and everything has been given back to the counties. Um, the, count, the, the, the county is on a calendar year budget where the jail's on a fiscal year, June to July. Um, well, we prepared a budget kind of doing status quo. We identified some major capital needs we had basically with our HVAC system. We incorporated that in the budget. We tried to restore some positions that were eliminated um, due to funding issues um, because last year there's a tax cap locally, 4.2 million and an additional 3% from the taxpayers. And then the state had a, an allotment they distributed to the counties to offset. Um, and then at the end of the year, there was actually another uh, payment made by the state uh, in supplemental funding. Well, we worked very hard with the district attorney's office, probation and parole, um, with our programs director, creating more programs in the jail so we could have not only more people in the system sooner or through the system sooner to control our headcount, but to bring our number down, created more work-related opportunities um, for people to participate in to take time off their sentence. 
Last year around this time, we had uh, we were responsible for roughly 190 people in the facility, some of which we had to board out. Um, this year, our headcount has been hovering around 150. So what we've done has worked to lower the headcount, reduce stress on the building uh, or the facility, and um, limit the number of people that staff are responsible for. But from that, uh, the state funding formula res revolves around what they call bed days. I call it a headcount or comparing it to the school system per pupil. Um, right, yeah. And we were notified this year that we'd be receiving, I think it was $190,000 less than last year. So we don't have a lot of back office operations in the facility. We have line staff, supervisory staff, and then we have positions that are needed, such as classifications, programs, or compliance, um, as well as uh, administration. Um, so there's not really home as a leverage where we could reduce costs by staffing, and we have to heat the place, we have to uh, you know, pay the water bill, uh, those types of things. So it will be a struggle. Um, with, with the budget in mind, we, we've made it through in the past. We've actually exceeded our own expectations um, with, with some of the things we had to do to get by. Um, but sooner or later, we're hoping that something a little bit more sustainable comes up, um, whether that involves state funding, the tax cap being relieved uh, or removed or uh, raised, uh, or any combination of thing uh, to help balance this out. We're, we're close, and we'll get by because we always do, um, but you just – hate leaving certain positions vacant that you know are needed and are putting stress on other positions within the facility. And um, I believe that not addressing some of the capital problems we have within the facility or capital issues, they're not problems yet, is going to cause future problems and probably exceed expenses later on. Um, it's maintenance issues. We are talking with Sheriff Eric Sampson. We'll have more with him coming up. You're listening to Maine's Big Z at 728, 64 degrees. That's right, 105.5 in L.A. and 92.7 everywhere else. Listen longer, listen farther. It's Maine's Big Z, always online at mainsbigz.com. We continue now with Sheriff Eric Sampson. We just got done wrapping up talking about budgets and jail funding. Um, let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Bates College. Yeah, uh, several months ago I was asked to participate in a symposium. They had a day-long um, program going on uh, with related to juvenile justice. And, and from there I met an individual named... Uh, Sam Boss, who works for Bates College. Um, I forget what title, what office he works out of. But we ended up speaking after, and he came up with this idea. Myself and my uh, Chief Deputy Bill Gange, we met with him in his office about providing us with interns. Well, our agency's never really dealt with interns, um, and where we're so limited in like back office administrative assistance type staff, we have, you know, one department wide. Um, it's the sheriff's <laughs> secretary right there. Um, I, and actually, she's got the day off today, so the world may crumble. Um, <laughs> the world's going to end. So our, our, our concern was, well, who's going to entertain or occupy or get this person going? Um, we kicked around different ideas, you know, scheduling analysis, uh, you name it, a variety of things. And I wanted to do something worthwhile, but at the same time, we needed a, like a, a slow introduction into what we could do. Well... Because I have a big concern with mental health issues, you know, in related to the jail where people are coming in, I feel that they shouldn't be in our facility. Um, I've, we've been doing a lot of work, um, whether it's getting education or participating in programs or contacting outside agencies like uh, Tri-County Mental Health, Common Ties, uh, St. Mary's, um, basically anybody that's willing to work with us and may be able to provide us a service. 
um, as we use some now. And at one meeting uh, where NAMI and DHHS was present, uh, they, they were talking about information they would need. Uh, so at that meeting, I mentioned that Sam had offered to provide us in with an intern, a Bates College student, um, to look at data, do research for us, and I thought this might be a worthwhile project. So to get that relationship going, um, we met with Sam last week to kind of narrow down what we want to do. And from that, we discovered, hey, there might be an opportunity where you come across other information. And if you want to bring in more interns of things that might be of interest, because I look at it, we don't know what we don't know. Um, and they might be able to identify useful things, whether it's substance abuse issues or other mental health related issues or just things they see as they do their analysis. Um, so they're, they're going to be working with us there. I'm excited about it because one of my goals um, as sheriff was to expand our external networks, get more resources out from the community and more partnerships. And I think starting with Bates College is, is going to be a good one. And from there, he had offered to um, introduce the sheriff of Kennebec County, who we're going to reach out to this, the same program if he could with the college up there. So I, I think the information will be useful. It'll be useful as far as having us know it'll provide us information to uh, share with let's say other elected officials when they look at funding things such as Medicare or things that may affect people with uh, mental health issues to hopefully put them in an appropriate place we've been doing a lot of tours um, on that note with anybody willing to come in whether it's tri-county comatized individuals from st. Mary's and some local doctors so they understand the environment and what they're working with and it's really not a safe housing option for these people um, and from there, it was recommended that we uh, invite people that are running for office, legislative, Senate candidates, or those in office now um, for tours so they understand what's happening a little bit better than they do in paper now. Because when you're facing it, when you're seeing it every day or you're seeing it on that brief tour and interacting with staff, because majority of the staff is more than happy to cooperate and, and participate in conversations as these people are going through with tours. I think it changes your perspective on what you're thinking when you're making budgetary or policy type decisions. And um, we're getting a lot of good feedback from reaching out to people like that. So I think we'll expand that network a little bit, but uh, um, I'm looking forward to working with Bates College, establishing that relationship and uh, seeing where else it'll take us beyond the mental health issues. We are talking with Sheriff Eric Sampson here. As he drives, as well, normally he's driving around keeping Andrews County safe, but today he's just in here on the Breakfast Club. He'll, he'll drive around labor and, and keep everybody safe. And I'll make sure to listen to you on the yes, radio. Yes, absolutely. Wherever you go yes. now. I do, great. I do. Uh, and we'll have more coming up. 742, 64 degrees, Maine's Big Z. Um, 105.5 when you're in L.A., 92.7, everywhere else. We continue now with Sheriff Eric Sampson. Final segment with him. Um. You know, you, you talked a little bit about mental health and uh, in the last segment there. Um, you also were, you, you know, let's talk a little bit more about the, the childhood stuff there, uh, the childhood education. That, that's Yeah, um, I, I've been involved with uh, Fight Crime Investing Kids and actually have an interest with uh, early childhood development programs. I think uh, a lot of times things are uh, occur in cycles. Uh, I think, you know, People are, are, are sometimes born into situations where um, they might not have the means that you or I have had or the uh, opportunities that we've had with support at home or, uh, you know, parenting is difficult and sometimes people, you know, lack skills to care for themselves and obviously that affects their children when they have them. And um, from the education I've received, the experience I've had, I'm a big advocate for early childhood development programs. I think it... it 
helps to break the cycles. It provides children, you know, kids, future adults with opportunities later on. Um, there was a time working in the facility that I uh, took care of medical records out of the corrections, and it was really amazing um, in trying to arrange their files where you'd see a lot of, you know, John Smith Sr., Jr., the third, and you realize that um, sometimes you have to give people the opportunity to get out of that environment, to break that cycle, to break that family history. I mean, I'm a third-generation law enforcement officer. Um, I'm sure some of that was my upbringing, my parental influence. Um, you know, <clears throat> my parents had the ability to set good examples for me, and give me and provide some direction and support. And I think some people are just born in environments where that's not familiar to them. And I think with these early childhood development programs, um, investing in that is going to save you money on the correctional end and possibly the mental health end later on. Um, I think a combination of the two um, are probably the biggest issues I can advocate for in my position currently. Um, you know, I have other interests, but when I look at early childhood development programs and the benefit uh, you have from making those, or society has from making those early investments and continuous through the education, uh, whether public or private, I think benefits society, benefits the individual, and I think as a whole we'll be better off uh, in experience, you know, savings later on if that's what it's all about for some people. But I think those are very worthwhile investments and um, I'll continue to support them. Front-end investment can sometimes save a lot of back-end expenses. Absolutely, and it's a more productive, more value for your money, uh, I believe. Talking with Sheriff Eric Sampson here from Androscoggin County. Well, that wrapped it up. I think you pretty much covered everything. That's good. Friend. I got things to do, and today's That's, like a Monday. You yeah, know what it I'm is. Saying? Yeah, today's like a supersized Monday. <laughs> yes, too. it is. Like, but we like, have football starting next week. Yeah, that gets us through yes, it. Okay, but the problem is you got to wait for the Patriots until like eight o'clock, eight thirty Saturday night, uh, Sunday night. It's like, ugh, I got to wait all day for this. Well, like, good things come to those who wait. I you know, get, patience is a virtue. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah. Are there anything else that we can go? You know, um, it Tacky takes more slogans. Mu oh yeah, it takes more muscle to 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 uh, frown than to smile. I I don't know. There's a million things. I just want you to know <laughs> that I listen to Maine Big Z. <laughs> See? There you go. Anywhere. Yeah. He listens in Freiburg. Oh, on 92.7 when I'm traveling through Freiburg. Yeah. And 105.5 when I'm in the Lewiston Armin area. See? There you go. He's pointing. He's pointing to the side. Thank you, Bonnie, for the assistance. We tried that with Steve Wallace last week. It didn't It didn't work out so well from the Y. I with him. Nice man. He's a great guy. We're neighbors on Turner Street there. That's even scarier. Yes, yes. 7.53. Sheriff Sampson, see you soon. Have a good day, and I will see you in November. Election day, yes. I believe. Yeah, I'll be here. All right. Well, where else am I going to be? Yeah. Maine's Big Z. Thank you. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.